Hello, everyone, and welcome to our service. We are so excited that you chose to join us today. In these days of being scattered and disconnected, we want to stay connected through a number of different means. So please check out one of our Facebook pages, Evangel Pentecostal Church, Evangel Kids Ministry, and Evangel Student Ministry. Also, keep your eye out for our email blasts that go out each and every week that contain important information. Check your spam folder, your junk folder. Sometimes it ends up in the wrong destination. I also want to remind you that every Sunday at 11 a.m. we host a Zoom prayer time. And if you have any prayer requests, please send those to me and I'll make sure they get included. God bless you and enjoy the service today. Good morning, everyone. As you probably know, this past Tuesday was the drive through food collection for Kerr Street Mission. Um, a lot of items were collected and it, that was super great and we're just so thankful. Um, I want to thank Pastor Scott, all the young adults, and all of you who donated items. It's been really great to continue to be part of contributing to this community during this time of great need. So thank you so much. God bless you and have a great day. Good morning, Evangel. The song that we're about to sing is called For Your Glory. And it's basically talking about how, regardless of the season that we're in, whether it be a joyful season, a springtime in our lives, or a winter season where we're asking God why, and everything seems to be going wrong, regardless of the season, God is good, and we are called to seek Him and to bring Him glory that everything that we are is for God's glory in the midst of whatever circumstance we happen to be in. Lord Jesus, please help us to live the way that you call us to. Please help us to live the way that this song describes. That we can truly sing, everything I am is for your glory. Everything I am Jesus, come and help us, Lord God. Help us to love with your love. Please give us the strength to do your will, we pray. Amen. There is a time to live. There is a time to die. There is a time to laugh. There is a time to cry, there is a time to dance, a time for joy and grace, and in all seasons, God, we humbly seek your face. This is our offering to you, this is our offering, everything I am is for your glory. Everything I am for you, Lord. Everything I am is for your glory. Everything I am for you, Lord. There's a time to sow. There is a time to sow. 
There is a time to reap, a time for victory, a time to claim defeat, a time to be renewed, a time to be reborn. And in all seasons, God, we bow before your throne. This is our offering to you. This is our offering. Everything I am is for your glory. Everything I am for you, Lord. Everything I am is for your glory. Everything I am for you, Lord. Everything I am is for your glory. Everything I am for you, Lord. Everything I am is for your glory. Everything I am for you, Lord. The earth, the earth stands still without you. We could only move because you made us to. The world is nothing without you. We could only love because you made us too. Everything I am is for your glory. Everything I am for you, Lord. Everything I am for your glory, everything I am for you, Lord, everything I am is for your glory, everything I am for you, Lord, everything I am is for your glory, everything I am for you, offer up this day to you. Please have your way, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Scripture today is taken from Joshua 1, verses 1 to 9. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you, from the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River into the, in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything in it. 
Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Good morning, EPC Church family. I hope you are all doing well during this time, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to speak to you all this morning. And so we're going to dive right into uh, the passage from the book of Joshua that was read just a few moments ago, and it details the moment that Joshua was made leader of the people of Israel. Uh, See, I believe this is an incredibly important portion of Scripture, not just for Joshua, but for us this morning as well. So if you don't know the story of Joshua, he had grown up as a slave in Egypt, but the years of hardship helped him develop a strength of character and a faith in God that would make him an important leader when the time came. See, Joshua lived a life of seeing the power and the promises of God in full. And when the time came uh, for Moses to pass away, Joshua was handpicked as the next leader for the Israelites. See, Joshua's life his character, can be summed up as being defined by courage. See, in studying the transition of leadership from Moses to Joshua, there are three things we can learn from his life that we can apply to ours so that we too can be defined by courage. Our first point this morning is courage for the new. See, in this morning's passage, we read that Moses has passed away. The time that Joshua was preparing for, and has been prepared for, has finally arrived. Joshua will take his place as leader of the Israelites, and lead his people into the land that was promised to them back during the time of Abraham. And see, it sounds as if it would be a successful transition. And from what we read, it was. But when we look at the beginning of the chapter, specifically verses 1 and 2, what we see is a lot of new. And when I think of the word new, my mind drifts to when I kept thinking uh, before Lucy was born uh, as to how I would become a new dad. See, I was so excited for this new chapter in my life. All the firsts that we'd get to experience, seeing my kid grow and learn new things and seeing my wife become a first time mom. I thought I was ready to step boldly into this new But the idea of this new chapter in my life as a parent, it it scared me too. What if I'm, I'm not ready? What if I do something wrong? Those questions stuck to the back of my mind as I continued to anticipate Lucy being born. And don't get me wrong. I love being a dad. It is my favorite thing in the world. It is the biggest blessing in my life. And it's, and it, it is all that new, amazing stuff and so much more. But it's also new in that I have new bags under my eyes from sleep deprivation. Or I discovered that there were new ways for my baby to blow out a diaper. It's new in that I'm learning to do just the best that I can as a dad. And trusting God for wisdom in those times where I'm lost and I don't know what to do. See, the point is, new is a word that can be exciting, but oftentimes scary for many people. It can be uncertain. It could be faith-testing, and it can be anxiety-inducing. New could mean a new job or a new school. It could mean having to leave behind what you used to know and be comfortable with. It's the next chapter in your life, and oftentimes that can be pretty terrifying. And this whole idea of new stuck out to me when I was studying this part of Joshua's life. It's part of what I love most about this book. These words were written when God's people were about to enter a new land, uh, fighting new battles under the leadership of a new man. I can only imagine that there was a lot of new for many people to deal with. 
But at the same time, there was probably this conundrum facing Joshua and the Israelite people. And that conundrum is that usually when we're approaching what's new, it's very easy to look back. Instead of looking forward to see what God is doing, sometimes we want to look back to what we find familiar. Now, I got to admit something to everyone. I am an Ottawa Senators fan. Now, okay, before you go turning off this message, hear me out. I grew up in Ottawa and I'm a big fan of my hometown teams. And trust me, I know the risk of of saying this now that I'm on the Toronto side of the province. But back in 2017, an old Senators player, Jason Spezza, who ironically is now playing for the Leafs, but uh, at this time that I'm talking about, he was on Dallas, so it's kind of middle ground. And it was at this time he was transitioned from being a centerman for the team to being a right winger. Now, if you don't follow hockey, uh, these positions probably don't mean all that much. But for Spezza, it was a huge new for him. And it was actually one he struggled to get used to. Not only that, but up until that point in his career, he had played 934 games. And so you can imagine out of 934 games, he was pretty comfortable with what he was used to. And he was. He actually even talked about how uncomfortable he was with the transition because it was just so new to him. But despite the fact that it was new, this was the game he always loved. And he wasn't going to give up on it because of this change. See, new is uncomfortable. It is challenging. And it can be scary. But new opportunities, new goals, and new situations allow us to do two things. The first is that it challenges us to take courageous steps towards the things we want to pursue and accomplish. And secondly, it allows us to focus our perspective and take a step of faith closer to God, who doesn't change. See, Joshua knew the Lord. He was a man of faith, a man of prayer, and a man of action. And while he understood all the new that was around him and the people of Israel during this transition of leadership, he understood that the God he loved remained the same. The same God who promised Abraham that his descendants would inherit the promised land was telling Joshua what to do next. The same God who was with Moses was, is now commissioning Joshua for leadership of the people with a promise that he will be with Joshua always. Which leads us into our second point this morning, courage in the promise. In this opening chapter of the book of Joshua, God's promise to be with Joshua is a promise of victory in the land of Canaan, a promise that is in continuity with the same promise given to Moses. See, the promise given to Joshua here should be an incredible encouragement to him in this time of passing the torch of leadership. And there are a few reasons why this should be encouraging to him. The first is because of this promise, Joshua could be sure that they would have victory wherever they went. The word says, no one can stand against you. And I find the apostle Paul sums this thought up best in Romans chapter 8 verse 31, which says, if God is for us, who could ever stand against us? See here, God reminds Joshua that God will deliver him victory after victory because the Lord is with Joshua and will never leave him. The second reason why this should be an encouragement to Joshua is because of this promise, Joshua can be sure of the presence of God with him in this great work he was called to. God, uh, in this chapter, tells Joshua, as I was with Moses, essentially, as I was with Moses to direct him and strengthen him, 
to allow him to prosper and give him success in bringing Israel out of Egypt and leading them through the wilderness. So I will be with you, Joshua, to settle the people in Canaan. And the third reason is because of this promise, Joshua could be confident that the presence of God will never leave him. See, a lot of Joshua's transition is contingent on what he had learned from and through Moses, including this part of the promise he was now receiving. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, it says, He will be with you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. See, Moses is, is speaking this to Joshua at this time. It, Moses assures Joshua of this fact that God will never leave him or abandon him. And now God is confirming that word that was originally given through Moses to Joshua. See, Joshua could be courageous in what God was commissioning him to do because he recognized God's promise to him. It was the same given to Moses. In essence, God says to Joshua, if you move and lead courageously, I'll commit myself to you. You won't be alone and you won't be forsaken and you will have victory against your enemies. What a great promise. And it's one that Joshua has seen fulfilled through the life of Moses before him. So Joshua knew he could be confident that God would be faithful to this very same promise to Joshua. But what Joshua had to do was to be obedient to the mission God was giving him. This brings us to our third and final point this morning. Courage with obedience. While the first five verses deal with Joshua's commission to take over after the death of Moses, the major thrust of verses 6 to 9 concerns something that was vital to uh, Joshua's ability to do that. And what was true for Joshua is equally true for us today. As we start this last point, we hear God tell Joshua something extremely important. Be strong and courageous. But the thing is, God is telling him something he's already heard three times in the book of Deuteronomy. Be strong and be courageous. And now God is telling him the same thing another three times. As a teenager growing up, when I would be slow to do something, my parents tried to repeat things to me. And my response being a uh, dramatic teenager, would always be a matter of rolling my eyes and saying something along the lines of, yeah, mom, or yeah, dad, I get it. I'll do it eventually. But repetition is an effective tool for understanding. See, if my parents didn't repeat things to me as a teenager, I'd, I'd never get things done growing up. I'm going to be honest. If I didn't reread things that I'm trying to learn, I won't remember it as well as if I only did it once. But this isn't like studying for an exam or having our parents tell us to clean our room over and over again. See, this is God. He only has to speak once, and it should be enough to move us. But I imagine in the midst of this new experience, there was fear. Strength and courage were so high on God's list that he wanted to make sure that Joshua not only understood the concept, but God wanted Joshua to have courage to, despite the fear he may have faced in this new role. So that by the time we get through the first nine verses of the first chapter, Joshua will have heard the same encouragement six times throughout what we read in the Bible. The fact that God is repeating the notion to be strong and courageous to Joshua in taking the promised land does not mean the people can lounge around and wait for God to deliver it to them on a silver platter either. See, the responsibility was still on them to step out in faith and claim the promise as God has directed Joshua to lead the people in doing. They were going into the promised land, the land promised to people long before Joshua by God himself, who does not go back on his promises. In fact, he was then, and had for some time, been preparing the inhabitants of that land for defeat. 
The land had belonged to Israel for 40 years, but they failed to enter in because of unbelief and a lack of courage. For Joshua, courageous obedience would mean safety and, and success against his enemies and claiming the land that was promised to them. As he is thrust into this new chapter in his life, he needs to be strong and courageous and inspire the people to do the same. Strong and courageous. See, Joshua has heard this so many times in such a short period of time, and it's been repeated in this message many times this morning. Hearing that you should be strong and courageous, it's a lofty notion. It's a, it's a nice idea. It's something good to hear. But God changes the game and changes the tone of this concept in verse 9 of Joshua 1, which says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Command. See, growing up, I always thought this verse was more of a suggestion, right? It's an I always thought it was an encouragement. But God is so invested in us courageously pursuing the things he desires us to do that he doesn't just command strength and bravery. But he backs up his command with his attendance in our lives. He can command us to be courageous because he'll be the reason for our success. God is not encouraging us uh, to be courageous because we're great, but because he's great. And verse 9 ends on a pretty spectacular note for both Joshua, the Israelite people, and for us this morning. It says, Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We know that the call for strength and courage isn't just a call. It's a command. But what follows is what will allow Joshua and ourselves as well to actually have courage in the command given. It's not simply about the command itself to be strong and courageous. Like these words emphasize the nature of the one who gave the command. One of the secrets to courage is an awareness of God's power and especially his presence as the one who has promised to never Leave us. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So here's some really good news. There's never been a better command for you to follow. See, most commands, they can feel daunting sometimes. Like you'll never measure up to what's being asked of you. This is a command that frees you up to do more than you've ever done in your entire life. See, God doesn't desire us to have fear or hesitation in the face of new situations and new challenges to stop us from courageously pursuing the things he desires for us to do. Our courage comes as a result of our faith, and we can choose to be courageous in the promises and in the presence of God because we have faith in who he is. Stepping forward in faith, choosing confidence over fear, allows us to be courageous in those things God desires for our lives. See, Joshua stepped into a brand new role as a brand new leader, preparing to deliver the Israelite people into a brand new land. But God had promised Joshua he would be with him. All Joshua had to do was be obedient, courageously. And when we choose to follow God, we can move forward with the exact same courage. Why? Because the ruler of the heavens and the earth has put his stamp of approval on who you are and what he desires you to do. He knows the beginning and the end, and he can be trusted to move with you as you continue to step out in faith and follow his commands for your life. We can see that the secret of true courage, then and now, is complete obedience to God. We must believe that God is with us in every experience, not simply because it'll make us feel good, 
but because God really is with us. As we obey his word, he will give us the strength and the courage that we need to face whatever comes our way. And yeah, new experiences, challenges, and goals, they can be frightening. I'm sure there was fear in Joshua at one point or another. After all, there was repetition in God's command to be strong and courageous. And Joshua had a pretty monumental task ahead of him, all things considered. But with God leading our lives, we don't have to let fear stop us. So what is God calling you to do in your life? Ask him where it is he wants to take you. And as you discover what that means for your life, like Joshua, you too can choose to be defined by courage. Like Joshua, you can fix your eyes on the promises of God instead of the fear you may face from the challenges ahead. Why? Because the same God who is with Joshua is with you, loves you so much, and will never abandon you or forsake you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for who you are and for the opportunity to dive into your word this morning and learn more about you. God, as we've heard this morning, you desire for us to have courage. So God, I just pray that uh, faith is built uh, throughout our time uh, this morning and that as we go about our weeks and our months ahead, God, we can move forward with courage because we know you are with us always and that you will not leave us. So God, may courage be built this morning and may we step out in faith towards the things that you have called us to do. We love you, God. In your name, amen. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine in the soil I now surrender you are breaking new ground so I yield to you and to your careful When I trust you, I don't need to understand. So make me your vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. God, I came here with nothing but only given me Jesus bring new wine out of me in the crushing in the pressing you are making new wine In the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground, you are breaking, you are breaking new ground, so I yield, so I yield to you and to your careful.
I trust you, I don't need to understand. So make me your vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. God, I came here with nothing, but all you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Jesus, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Because where there is new life, there is new power. There is new freedom, and the kingdom is here. I lay down my old flames to carry your new fire today. Have your way, Lord, because where there is new wine, there is new power. There is new Lay down my old plates to carry your new fire today. So make me your vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to. God, I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. God, I came, God, I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. God, I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Jesus, bring new wine out. help us to surrender to you and to trust in you no matter what and to allow you to work in our hearts and in our minds to bear fruit for your kingdom fruit that will last Lord God help us to be open to your pruning so that we may be even more fruitful and help us always to be thankful 
to look to you always, to trust in you. Thank you, God, for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Have your way. We pray this in Jesus' name. thank you everyone for being a part of our service today. We pray that something that has been said, sung, or you've read today will have touched your heart in a very real and powerful way. If we can be of assistance to you, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can call us or email us and we'll get to you as soon as we can. God bless you and have a great week.